Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to this very special Lexus GX podcast. And behind the camera is who? Yeah, it's Tommy. And today we are standing next to two... Lexuses. What are we looking at, Dad? Well, we decided first and foremost to dedicate an entire podcast to one car because the new GX is so revolutionary, so different from the old one, that we thought, well, it's worth actually spending a lot of time and doing a very deep dive. Now, we spent the day today driving an on-road, driving an off-road. We also talked to the chief engineer. Uh, and in this video slash podcast, we're going to tell you everything we learned about it. Uh, specifically, let's start with the old one and then we'll actually move down, show you the new one, then we'll show you the different colors of them, and then we'll end up with the uh, Overtrail, you know, the top dog. So, Tommy, here's the old Lexus, and for those of you listening to this as a podcast, I'm standing in front of, I believe it's a 2013 Lexus GX 460. Yeah, I don't think it's a 2013, but it very well could be. Um, because you think it's 2012? I think it's a 2023. Oh, yeah, you're right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my mind is already gone after the full day of filming. I think you're off by a decade, but to be honest with you, it could be a 2012 or 2013 because this vehicle's been around for 14 or 15 years. Yeah, now, the, two, 2002, I believe, was the first generation. Yep, and then the second generation launched around 2009, 2010, and it has been updated throughout its long run, but it is an old design that's really tried and true. Yeah, now I am uh, actually opening up the hood and showing you this venerable 4.6 liter V8 uh, that has powered this uh, beast. This is uh, probably one of the more iconic Toyota slash Lexus engines. It's one of those that will easily go hundreds of thousands of miles. One URFE, that's right, naturally aspirated V8. Let's see if we can get a better look at it. I'll Does take this, that off. You're filming. Does the cover it. come off? Oh, look at that. Ooh, this one's seen some mud. Yeah, look at that. Oh, we Very broke it, nice. Tommy. I didn't break it. You just took the cover off and now I get it. You gotta put it back on. This is what we call extreme podcasting. <laughs> I don't think you're getting it, Dad. <laughs> no, here, here. I'll let you try for a second. Right. Yeah, you took it off, back you put on. it on. Yeah, but look at that. So there's there's a good look at the engine. Yeah. Um, you can see like, the intake there and got some sound deadening. This is why, it's, look, it's plastic. This is why it's covered up. I mean, it's not a good-looking engine, but I do think it's worth talking about this. So 301 horsepower, 329 pound-feet of torque. So it is a fairly um, torquey engine. If Tom, not, Tommy's struggling to put the little plastic it, cover back I'll on. Put it back on. I just got to get the little pins lined up. There we go. Look at that. It's back on. Sort of, kind of. It's back on. That's good. All right. That's all. That's all, that's all she does. And what's the transmission, dude? <laughs> Six-speed automatic. Um... So, look, it's, a, it's, a, it's really a tried-and-true, long-lasting powertrain, but you do sacrifice fuel economy for reliability. Yeah, and look, here's the biggest difference between, I'm pointing to the old one and the new one, besides, of course, the incredibly different uh, design language. This one was luxurious, and it had off-road goodies thrown in so that 
you could take it off-road. That one, they actually designed specifically to go off-road. That is my biggest difference. What do you think it is? This vehicle, the yeah. old one, yeah. is based on the Prado. Yes. So it has off-road DNA built in from the get-go. So I don't think they added it on. What they did instead was add on luxury bits and bobs afterwards. Yeah, like, like this giant chin that is horrible for approach. Which sacrificed a lot of its built-in capability. Big wheels, side steps, a low front end. All of these things take away from its trail readiness. Whereas the new one, especially the overtrail, which we'll show off in a second. There's one right there you can see driving past. Yeah, was one, one. engineered from the get-go without the low front end, with a better approach angle, with a little bit more ground clearance, with actual off-road tires to make it ready for some off-road fun. Yeah, I just zoomed in for all you listening to this as a podcast on the new Overtrail. And by the way, if you want to see this video, you can go to alltfl.com uh, and watch it as opposed to listen to it or listen to it on your favorite podcast platform. So Tommy, here's the other thing, right? Now that you opened up this can of worms, we have to talk about the design language. So to me, I'm pointing to the old one, that is peak spindle grill, right? That is a massive grill on it. Yeah, and what they did with the old one was incorporate a lot of different colors and textures and design languages that, in my opinion, have kind of ended up clashing with each other, especially post-facelift. It just got a little messy. So, like, you have kind of this chrome grill surround, this gray grill insert, and then you've got different shades of chrome throughout the vehicle. There's so a lot it, of intersecting lines. a lot going on, right? And I know some people like the design of the GX current one. And then you've got kind of these odd fender designs, which aren't, they're kind of a swirkle. They're not quite a square, not quite a circle. I think especially people who own it like the design. Yeah, but look, I, I mean, it, it clearly is, if you've ever seen a picture of a Land Cruiser Prado from abroad, it looks like a Land Cruiser Prado that's had a little bit of a makeover, but underneath it's still a Land Cruiser Prado. Now the new one, talk about a glow up. What a much more cohesive design. Yeah, now we're looking at the new one uh, and immediately you're struck by how much smaller the spindle grill is, how much more incorporated the headlights are. I mean, it, they just feel like they're more organically placed within the fascia uh, and also how much more squared off it is, right? I mean, look at those rear view mirrors, those big rear, those are out of an FJ. They, they certainly do like an old, yeah. look like an old cruiser, FJ cruiser mirror. Yeah, I really like what they've done with the new one. It's got a little bit of Defender in it. It's got a little bit of Wrangler, like with how vertical this this windshield yeah, is. Yeah, let, let, me, let me show them. So, so here's the new one. Now you're seeing how vertical that is. What degree would you say that is? Can you tell? I don't want to speculate. It's in the press release, I think. Okay. It, it's very upright. The old one's a lot more curved. It's yeah, a lot so more. I'm showing the old one, and this is more um, traditional, let's say. It's less Wrangler-like less square jawed, more uh, roly-poly. So there's a lot more kind of vintage Land Cruiser inspiration in this design. And that's of course because it shares its platform with the new 250 series Land Cruiser. And that is an awesome thing. I really like a couple other design elements like the way they've added in this um, luxury plus trim, you can see these little black bars which differentiate the root from the body. You can get kind of a contrasting look here if you like that design. And look at the size of the wheels, the difference. I mean, the old one, uh, can you see what size those are? Those are I probably- I think 19s or 20s. Yeah, and the new one is- the 19s I, on those ones. The new ones, uh, at least on the overtrail, are 18s. These may be a little bit- uh, I think luxury is 22. Yeah, probably. They're much bigger wheels. I want, I want to clarify that. We're looking at Dunlops. Yep. Yeah, we're looking at the new Dunlops, much bigger wheel overall. So 22 inch wheel on the Luxury Plus. 
And I really like this design too. It's got this kick up in the belt line on the new one where it's continuous along the front, front windows and on the rear you get this really cool little kick up. Kind of like what they do in the front of an F-150. But it's a, it really adds some dy dynamicism, if that's dyna a word. Dy dynamism. Dynamism? I don't think, I don't think either of those Let are Let us know right. in the comments below which one of us is wrong. Probably both. Right, and then out back you got the new Lexus Blade taillight, so it's cohesive with the other Lexus products. That continuous light bar that extends the width of the vehicle. And then the only thing I really don't like about the design it's is a binnacle. That's a little binnacle. We're pointing to a little cap that's on the back of the bumper where you're going to have the hitch receiver. It's more of a diaper, is how I. Oh, diaper! It. Ouch! Yeah, it's just it's kind of awkward. All right, all right. So here's a, here's the big news we found out today. Let's start with payload. Uh, I don't know, this is the luxury version, so we're not to the off-road. What's the payload on this guy? This guy is sitting at 1,235 pounds. Now remember that number because when we show you the overtrail, that number is going to be much different. But let me talk about what is really interesting. So we're looking at, on the new one, a maximum tow rating of over 9,000 pounds. And get this, let me show you this. Let's see if this one has it. It does a built-in... A built-in, look at that, trailer controller, Tommy. Right, which is fantastic. This one that is not 9,000 pound towing. Right. It's got the full panoramic sunroof. It's got the captain's chairs. All of that's I gonna- said, I said trailer controller. Brake, trailer brake controller. Roller, yeah, okay. um, it's got the captain's chairs. It's got the full panoramic sunroof. So all of that's gonna take away some of the payload on this vehicle. Now, payload, of course, is important, especially in a Lexus GX, because this has, for a lot of people, become the go-to overland build platform of choice. Long-lasting, comfortable, big, and you need payload if you're going to add tents and shovels and max tracks. So we're now opening up the hood on the new one, and there's also a big plastic cover on it. Uh, and on top of that plastic cover, it says something interesting. It says twin turbo. So what is under this hood, Tommy? 3.4 liter twin turbo v6 fairly similar to what you're going to find in the tundra which makes sense because this is on the tngaf architecture it's got different turbos from the um, lx which is its big brother we'll call it maybe big cousin which is the full-size land cruiser which abroad. actually tows less does tow less uh power output on this is up uh 48 from the previous generation so 348 horsepower 49 if i'm being stickler no it's no, 48. It's 49. 349. Well, that's 301. Plus yeah. 48 is 349. Yeah, that's what I said. Three, but three, oh, I see. We're arguing about the same more. thing. You're yeah, killing so. me, Smalls. All right. All right. Um, but about 350 horsepower. It's up 150 pound-feet of torque, though. So we're looking at 479, which is incredible torque numbers out of this engine. Now, the big concern, right, is off-road platform, is it going to deliver that torque at a low enough RPM? Well, Lexus says peak torque is delivered from 2,000 through 3,600. So you got a nice meaty torque band. And then you now have a 10-speed, uh, which pairs nicely uh, with uh, the new twin turbo. Now, the one thing that doesn't pair nicely is fuel economy, dude. I mean, you would think that going from, you know, a big old V8, now I'm pointing to the uh, previous model, to a twin turbo V6, you'd get better fuel economy. But you really don't. Well, it's kind of like the EcoBoost thing. You get Eco or Boost in the Ford trucks, but you don't get both. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And city fuel economy numbers are the same between both generations. 15 in the city. Highway's gone from 19 to 21. So we have seen an increase in the highway numbers. Um, Hold on, we got somebody who need, you need us? I see that vehicle. I need to free that. Okay, well, we, okay. Have, we have all of our gear in there. Do you uh, want me to go grab it out of there? Yeah, you want you to go grab the yeah, gear out of, there. Grab it out of there. You don't have to leave it now, but either or, I just don't want it to hold. I don't want to hold it for another half hour. Okay, all right, why don't you go grab the gear and okay. I'll keep going over yep. here, okay? Yep. All right, so while Tommy grabs our gear, like this is very spontaneous, so please forgive the interruption, but we just came back from actually driving it off road uh, and. Uh, Lexus wants it back, so that's what Tommy's doing. So um, I'm going to keep going without my partner, uh, but I can tell you that um, the design language on the new one, which I'm pointing to right now, is so much nicer than the old one. And I forgive, please forgive me for all of you guys who have the old one, nothing wrong with it, uh, but the new one, in my opinion, is much more uh, square-jawed and much more uh, rugged, I would say. Uh, and you'll especially see that when we get over to uh, the over trail. Now, perhaps one of the biggest changes uh, is back here. Now, I'm walking around the uh, old GX uh, to the back, and uh, I'm pushing a button, and that pops open the top of the tailgate, uh, so that opens up quite nicely. So, um, yeah, that's kind of standard, but now here's kind of where it gets a little different. So now I am, I am trying to pop open the uh, back of there it is of the old one and it swings open to the passenger side um, which is fine uh, but depending on what side of the road you drive on or what side of the street you park on uh, you could be opening this into traffic so the big change with the new one i'm walking over to the new one is that uh, you can still pop open the back by pushing a button like so and the glass opens up, but the back tailgate now beeps and opens up more of it in a traditional manner, <laughs> kind of lifting up, providing you with a little platform uh, to sit in and stay dry because now the tailgate is above your head as opposed to opening into the side of the road or the parking lot. Hey, Tom, you came back, huh? Yep, I'm back. Right, nice to have you back, dude. Uh, I was just showing them the difference between the tailgates. Yeah, you talk about cargo capacity. Yeah, we could talk about that here. You want to you want to take the camera for a second? So the the room behind the third row is about the same in both. So it's right around 11 cubic feet worth of space, which is interesting because the new one is a full five inches longer. Which uh, doesn't seem to translate, at least in terms of the space behind the third row, right? Yeah, it's pretty minimal in both of them. Now let me show you um, what this does now. For all of you listening to this, I am pointing to the power outlet, which is a 400 watt, right? Four, no, 400 watt, yeah. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah, very small. Yeah, that's one of the... the... And then the seats come up uh, manually uh, uh, with the push of a button. I think what you mean, Dad, is they come up electrically. Here, I got, I got You got to push and hold it. Ah, there you go. Thank C you. Comes up electrically at the push of a button. Um, so 400 watts, I think, is one of the larger misses from an overlanding standpoint. 
because if you are in the market for a GX to go hit a long distance trip, you probably want onboard power. Now this is the gas only version. Lexus has announced, at least globally, there's a hybrid coming, but maybe that will have more power. All right, so I'm gonna try something. We're flying without a parachute here, but I'm gonna start up the V8 and do a vroom vroom so you can tell the difference in sound between the engines, cool? Okay. All right, so if there's a key in it, it'll start up. Why don't you use your mic and we'll see what the V8 sounds like. Now we're moving over to the GX460 and we're gonna let you listen to the engine note because obviously a V8 is much more interesting. You ready, Tommy? sounds like a fan. Yeah, there's a lot of induction noise. <laughs> well, right. These, I think, I want to say the GX460 still uses a clutch-based fan driven off the engine. And um, uh, yeah, when you go to rev it, all you hear is fan. All right, let's try the new GX and see what this sounds like. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Well, from the outside, I think it sounds a little better than the old one. I actually do think it does sound better because you're right. That one does definitely sound very, uh, very uh, fan-like. Should we sit in the old one and kind of talk about the interior? Yes, we can do that. That's for sure. So the old interior is full. Red. Of, <laughs> Sorry. Full of buttons. <laughs> so everything that you really touch across the dash is going to be a button, especially related to climate control, related to heated seats related to your off-road controls. It's all physical buttons. Look, there's a wood on the steering wheel. That's luxury. Now, the screen in this vehicle is a 10.3 inch display. Here, let's try to get some power to it. That's good enough. It does run a slightly older version of the Lexus infotainment than we see on the new one. I think it's pretty usable. I find it pretty easy to use. You wanna close the door so it stops beeping. Thank you. Yep, pretty easy to use, Apple CarPlay. Uh, integration there as well, but it is a little small compared to what we're going to find in the new one. And you also have this horrible touchpad that if you ever try driving and using, uh, you will never get to whatever station you're trying to tune to. But nobody uses a touchpad. I think most people just simply come up here and touch the display. Yeah, you know, Mercedes try that, right? They try to give you three different ways to interface, interface with the screen. You could touch the screen, you could touch the pad, or you could scroll around, and it never worked. I think uh, the outcome is clear now. People like touching the screen. It's like a phone, right? They become very accustomed to it. So other things worth noting in here, we do have a mechanical set of gauges. Tachometer, you know, you've got your, your, your fuel gauge, speedometer. It's all mechanical with a small go. info screen in the middle there. I, how many cars actually have, you know, in the luxury world, uh, traditional gauges anymore. I think it's all gone digital. Very few, yeah. yeah. And how many cars still have a CD player? I think Lexus is one of the few manufacturers that still may be phasing out, but still have an old school CD player. Somebody in the comments in one of our older videos said it's also a DVD player. Okay, I didn't know that. that yeah. would, be, that's interesting. But it is Mark Levinson. And how many cars still have this like small sunroof? Well, what we're gonna find is actually still an option on the new GX. 
and we'll take a look at that in a second. We also have USB-A ports, so no C up front, even in this 2023 model year, which is something they have dramatically improved on in the new one. And then, all, of course, all the off-road gear is going to be located here across the center. So we have four high and four low. We've got multi-terrain select, crawl control, all integrated there. And then, of course, the old one still has height-adjustable air suspension. Yeah, which the new one doesn't. Uh, is there a... There's no refrigerator, dude, but you can slide them. I think it opens. Oh, it opens it? this there way. There you go. No refrigerator. Nope, not in this one. No refrigerator. And we're not going to go in the back seat or the way back. We just did a old versus new video. Um, and if you want to see that, head on over to all TFL and you can watch how I don't fit in the back, way back at least. All right, let's go over to the new one. Yeah, let's go over there. And we'll take a pit stop at the suspension setup. So both of these vehicles, body on frame. The new one still is body on frame. Independent front suspension with um, you know, dual control arm setup in the front with the high mounted control arms. Four link solid axle setup in the rear. They do have an EKDSS system on certain trims of this vehicle, which does allow additional articulation, completely automatic. It's gone to an electronic system. It's not hydraulic. It also links front to back as well. So, so each wheel can do its own thing. Yep, each wheel should be able to have its most maximum possible articulation. Uh, it also, I think we have adaptive dampers on this luxury trim version. Um, but look, I mean, it's it's a tried and true setup, and it's the only vehicle in its class that still is body on frame. Can you guess how much this one costs? Remember? Uh, yeah, it's over eighty grand. I think it's eighty four when it's all said and done. That's a lot of money, Tommy. And we can talk about that later. We can talk about kind of how does this fit in with the new Land Cruiser, with the new Forerunner, with um, you know all of the other Toyota off road products. And there's a lot of them right now. Sequoia. All right. You want to hop in the driver's seat? We'll show the inside. Yeah, let's talk about the inside. Uh, it's got a big screen, Tommy. Well, it's pretty much dominated by screens, which I know a lot of folks in the comments are getting a little bit tired of. But yeah, so all of the climate controls that we saw that were physical buttons and knobs in the old one has transitioned to electronic buttons and little switches here on the 14-inch display. Now we've got a massive sunroof, yeah. uh, which is nice. Uh, and then we have, of course, you can open it up. No, you can't open it up. Oh, there you go. I love that. You can on a push of a button though in this luxury plus go between transparent and translucent photochromatic i believe is the term but if i'm wrong you'll correct me um, and then the other thing i like about this is the fact that you have all of this off-road goodies right so you have i'll show you the drive modes right i'll go in here and i'll select different drive modes so you have let me start at the top custom sports plus sport normal comfort and eco uh, and then if you want to go off-road, Tommy, what do you do? Uh, you go buy an overtrail. <laughs> yes, you do buy an overtrail. But look, this one also has a low range. Right. Which is nice. It also has a locking center differential, which is nice. Um, and uh, it's got a tow haul motor. Like I said, it's got an integrated brake controller. Right, but How you're, cool is that? You're missing a lot of the features of the overtrail. Well, inform them, please, Tommy. So no multi-terrain select, no crawl control. Um, uh, I don't see a button for downhill assist here either. Um, I believe that that one also gets additional maybe trail cams as well to help you out on the trail. It also gets, of course, the 33-inch tall tires, additional clearance well, in the front we'll end. Over there and show them. Yeah, so yeah. look, every GX is going to have a certain level of capability, which is great. They all have a Torsen uh, limited slip center diff with a locking function. 
which is amazing. But really, if you want to go hit the dirt, you want the overtrail. And we have heated and cooled seat, heated steering wheel, and you'd expect all that in a very luxurious vehicle. But when we were at the presentation this morning, uh, they said that their main competitor is the Defender. Sure. You think that's true? 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly... Not an X5? That's exactly what they're targeting. Low range, different terrain modes. Um, you, you know, certain defenders have the third row as well. X5 doesn't, X7 does have a third row, but that is an on-road oriented vehicle. This has off-road built in. All right, how about the uh, GLE? GLE, same thing, right? Incredible vehicle, but not an off-road ready vehicle. Uh, we also have a lot of luxury features in this luxury plus trim. We have massaging front seats. We have the heads-up display. We, of course, have the full panoramic sunroof. So this is a, a well-equipped vehicle. And then another cool thing is, check this out, we've got cameras all around. And one of the coolest things is, because of the magic of cameras, the truck will actually show you, and it is a truck, it is body on frame. This is our definition of a truck. It will show you what's underneath the vehicle as opposed to just what's around and in front and behind and on the sides. Yeah. The only thing I really dislike about this interior, and if you're listening, I'm, uh, from a passenger seat perspective, and we've experienced the overtrail, a couple of interior colors today, but you get a big slab of black plastic in front of the passenger. The dash design is not very dynamic. It's very basic, lots of black. It could use some contrasting stitching or something in here. Like even that old one had some nice stitching across the dash panel. So I could use a little bit more contrast in this interior from a dash standpoint. Now you're showing the little 360 cam there, which is pretty cool. We also have a digital cluster. It's configurable. You can change the look. You can put the map in there. Lots of information all in that center display. I like the fact that they actually match the color of our vehicle to the one that's on the screen. I think that's pretty cool. I'm well, I think you can probably change it, like in a lot of Toyota vehicles. Oh. Uh, vehicle body color. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you can make it green. Okay, never want. mind. Yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't give them too much excitement about that, but it is nice you can configure that. Uh, Camera-wise, let's see what this one does. What does that do? I'm pressing a button. Oh, it just does not Yeah, so you can change the, the viewpoint the points, of yeah. a 360 cam, depending on what you're you're in the mood for. What, what do you think of the comfort of the seats? Do you think they're comfortable? Do you yeah, like them, yeah, I like them a lot. I really like the premium and the luxury spec. Overtrail has slightly different bolstering, and I think they're a little less comfortable, actually. Shall, shall we walk over there? And, uh, well, what about the rear seat? Well, let's put it in the back. I think that's probably an important aspect. You know, we also have deployable side steps, Tommy, which aren't grand for uh, going off-road. All right. But so, you can't... You... Yeah, that is annoying. You got to scoot that one forward. So what I try to do is uh, lean back the second row and the headrest hits the front seat. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, it's a fold and tumble design, but we have had to do this about a hundred times today. So. I, I thought this was longer. Where did that length go? So let's try it again. Pop that up. So these are, of course, the captain's chairs that we're looking at um, with the third row. Second row, yeah. Second row. No, I'm saying the third oh, row. Oh, with the third yeah, row, yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, we've got built-in cup holders. We have heated seats back here. We have, uh, I think it's, no, it's three-zone. Look, you only have three-zone climate control. That's a little surprising. Yep, but, you know, at least you have controls in for rear passengers. USB-C ports throughout. We also forgot to mention that. And look at this, the privacy shade. How cool is that? Yeah, I mean, I would say second, second row room is a little better real world. You know, the third gen and the second gen. Third row room, however, is pretty minimal in yep. both of them. I'm not going back there again. Yeah, I mean, I'll, here, I'll show you. I'll, I'll show okay, you I'll what take, it's I'll like. Take, I'll take the camera. Go for it. So that folds and that tumbles. Thank you. Yeah, you go back there. Look, it's... 
There we go. It is a temporary third row for sure. You wouldn't want to cross country this. Biggest issue is your knees are up high. So that's a challenge. Um, let's see if you can recline that. Uh, knees are way up in your, um, in your face. And then headroom at six feet tall, also pretty minimal. Lexus's answer to this is buy the TX. If you are gonna use a third row often, the TX is the Grand Highlander in Lexus form. That's gonna be the comfortable one. You know, if you fold it down, you know, let me show them the little controls. You do have folding seat controls right there. Yeah, and you also have third row recline. You get a little bit of recline yeah, in the that's back kinda, row. That's kinda cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's usable for a pinch. It's not a minivan, let's put it that no, way. No, it is not a minivan. Yeah, I know, I, know, I know there's a whole bunch of baggage that comes with a minivan, but my God, they are useful. All right, well, shall we head on over to uh, the Overtrail and kind of show them the off-roady one, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So pricing on this one, 84. Yep. Now, pricing on the old one ranged from like 60 to 70, depending on the year, of course, but roughly 60 to 70. The new one starts at 64, tops out at 84. So you get a much higher top end on the new one, but a... Uh, a a slight bump in price on the base model. And we might as well talk about this right now. Um, they're built in Japan. They're being shipped over to America, and so they should arrive on the West Coast sometime beginning of the next quarter. That's yep. what Lexus says. Now, they're very proud. We talked with the chief engineer while well, you interviewed him, and they're very proud of this, Tommy. It's the new Toyo Open Country AT that was designed specifically with uh, the GX in mind. Yeah, well, they... I need to dive into that a little more, Dad. I think you can buy this tire for other vehicles. I think they tuned it for the GX application. It is specific to this vehicle, but it is a nice all-terrain, right? It's not as aggressive as a KO2, I think. Some of the tread blocking could be bigger from a true all-terrain standpoint, but look, you got real sidewall protection. You actually have some lugs. For the first time on a bone standard GX, you can get this vehicle with an all-terrain. So for those great. of you listening to this, we're standing in front of the over trail gx and it is in an earth tone i think it's called earth actually it's kind of a kind of a dirt cement would that be a good way to describe it maybe well i would call it hearing aid beige no oh god i was hoping you wouldn't say that because <laughs> once you get that in your head you will never get that out of your <laughs> like head. it's the hot trendy color but i think this is going to age um like milk well to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> well the other thing about this of course is that now if you come in here you get all the off-road goodies well let's can Why we stand the outside? First? Yeah. So yeah, look, so over trail, in the front end, you got a different front bumper, higher clearance with a removable panel here. Lexus says that this area of the bumper is the most prone to damage. So they made this center lip portion easy to replace. Can you come way down here? Yep. So we actually do have recovery points, but they're mounted so far up that unless you have a very short or very tiny recovery rig, you might pull this off when you're actually recovering this. Well, that is a concern. Yeah, they are really far underneath there. I'd be kind of worried about bumper components coming off in a recovery. Other thing too is like GX, one of the most off modified off-road overland rigs on the planet. And currently on the current one, it's a lot of hacksawing you have to do to fit winch-ready bumpers. Mm, good point. You're going to have to do a lot of that on the new one, too, because all of this is basically one piece. But it's a better-looking piece. <laughs> yeah, much better-looking. <laughs> now, when we talk about the wheel and tire package, absolutely fantastic that you can get this vehicle with an 18. You know, if you want a Defender 110, you want that inline six engine, you're going to be looking at, like, I think a 20 yeah. is the smallest you can fit on that. 18 on this vehicle. 33 inch tall tire, 
uh, and it does stick out a little further, about 0.93 of an inch further out. So the overtrail spec has this cladding on the side to cover the wheels. Now, if you guys are wondering how it drives, uh, there is an embargo to let all these journalists here have a crack at coming out with the story at the same time. So we did drive it on and off road. Uh, that video will come out, but right now we can't talk about how it drives. But stay tuned to altfl.com where we have an off and on road review coming. I think that's fair. So. Um, you know what's interesting, Tommy? They said that the sidestep can actually be replaced, you know, and you could put um, a skid plate there. Well, what they were saying, Dad, is that every GX comes with a sidestep. Yes. However, they are um, starting a program, which is currently live right now, where you can work with a Lexus dealer and get certified Lexus parts installed. Yes. And one of the things you can swap these out for are rock rails. So you can't buy it from the factory with a rock rail design, but it does sound like it's easy to change in the aftermarket. All right, here's the big number. You want to show them the payload? Oh yeah, let's see over trail payload, 1,545 pounds. Now that's a lot for all of you guys and gals who want to put a rooftop tent, who want to actually take this thing overlanding, because you need a lot of stuff to go overlanding because you're basically living out of your vehicle. So that's a lot of payload. Uh, and also, this is also unusual, this one has a shorty sunroof. So if you do put a rooftop tent up there, you know, you're not going to be uh, blocking your view. Well, and I'm having Tommy's the, rolling his eyes. Yeah, I'm having the realization. Yeah. You know, they claim, look, overtrail, steel roof or rooftop tent. If you read between the lines, what yeah. I think is going on, steel, steel roof lighter yeah. than the full panel so roof. More payload? No third row in the yeah, overtrail. Yeah, let's show them that. So uh, it's, this is kind of also interesting. So they're able to increase the payload by ditching the third row, by putting that steel roof on so there. So now we're opening up the back and you'll see that there's a lot more room here. But like in many other Toyota, like the, uh, like the Highlander, you still have this like armrest sitting here where the third row would be with no third row. So you have dual cup hold, four cup holders actually with no seats for them. And this is just like the Land Cruiser. Um, Land Cruiser has no third row option at all, but you still get the cup holder. So dad, let's hop in the inside here. I'll, I'll come over here. I'll show you a couple other things. So bolstering, look at this. Got these big aggressive bolsters. They say this to keep you in place off road. You like the suede insert? I do, I think it looks great. Yeah. Um, I'm pointing at a green suede insert, uh, which uh, the over trail gets. So I'm going to go into accessory here. We're okay. not supposed to drive this one away. Yeah, and don't turn the steering wheel because it tears up the grass, apparently. They wouldn't want that. Okay, so uh, we're going to check out some of the off-road goodies in this. So overtrail, center, and a rear locker. Check that out. We have that low range, but now we've got all these additional buttons. So you've got your normal drive modes. Let me clear this message. There we go. So you can see you got your custom sport, sport S normal. But if I push the MTS button, now I can cycle through sand, mud, deep snow, dirt, and auto, and you can now use multi-terrain select even in high range, and then of course, DAC and crawl control as well. You can cycle through there if we were in low range. Um, this vehicle, I don't know if there's a little spec sheet, it was like 79 as equipped at 79,000. A lot of this is the same, same 14 inch display, same Lexus safety systems. You got that little baby sunroof instead of the huge one. And then I, I, I don't like the seats quite as much in the overtrail compared to the, uh, the standard. Do you like this big screen? And, and compared to the old one, that's a huge difference. Well, we talked about it in the other car a little bit. I think it's functional. I don't love, I think it's gonna date the car. You think we have different cameras in this one? Yeah. Oh, we do have different cameras. Yeah, right, so we got some off-road camera views yeah, here yeah. too. Hey, pop them, let's see. Which is what you want. Well, we're in it now. Okay. Um, some of this stuff is because we're not in, in drive. Drive, yeah, so you won't get it, yeah. Can you get the front? Just show you the front. 
Well, this is the front, and then you got the side view. Oh, look at that. Whoa. It just zoomed through the car. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, and now we're looking through the through the hood, but underneath all we're seeing is black, so I'm not sure you can actually see the underneath. Well, Dad, let's do this. Yeah. So we sewn on the over trail. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, one thing I did want to see is I'm curious if it has a full-size spare. So I'm going to come back here. Spare tires mounted underneath. Oh, looks like it is a full-size spare with an alterate. There's your seven pin, by the way, and your four pin tucked way up underneath the bumper away from hazards. All right, All right let's go down the line. And show them the different colors. Yeah, so a couple different trims going on, right? So premium, we, we uh, haven't seen, but we did see luxury and overtrail. Now this is a premium plus, I believe, this one. Let's look at the interior. I want to see what a light interior looks like. Premium plus, by the way, Dad. It's also dark. Never mind. This is the um, this is kind of the volume seller. Yeah. So you get some of the goodies of the luxury, but not quite everything. So still have a smaller sunroof in this vehicle. We do have the wireless charger. Um, we don't have the massaging seats. And this is a great color. This is Nori Green. Here's the sticker on this one. Dad GX550 Premium Plus. Let me look at the price. Estimated MSRP is equipped 71. So 71455. Five. So now we're getting a little bit more affordable. Starting at 67.9. So this one has the heads-up display, cold area package, tonneau cover, digital key access card, dealer handling, right? Um, and yeah. So look, this is going to be kind of the volume leader. And I like. The, do you like the Nori Green? I do. I do like the Nori Green. It's got a little bit of speck or fleck in it, yep. so it makes it look a little shiny. It's got smaller. Uh, I believe wheels and tire combination as well. I think this is a 20, I want to say. That's let's what get, it looks like yeah, to me. R20, yeah. yep, for sure. Geolander. All right, let's keep going down the list. Yeah, look at this color. That's an interesting color. So back to the Luxury Plus. This one's more gray-ish. Yeah, and you can see too, right? Like open up the door. Yeah. This Luxury Plus, it's going to have that power retractable running board. Let's check out the uh, interior. Do we have a spec sheet on this guy? I don't know. It's not... Oh, I'm sure we do somewhere. You know, you know what I'm really starting to get bored of? These really kind of uh, muted grays and silvers. You know what I mean? Don't we have, aren't we um, past kind of peak uh, boring colorville? I know dealers order these vehicles often. I, I'm not sure if Lexus uses the same Toyota ordering system where basically the region orders them and then it gives them to them. But, you know, dealers are historically very conservative when it comes to colors. So we're seeing a lot of blacks, a lot of whites, a lot of grays. And this is the color palette I'm seeing here. You don't like the cement? Yeah, I'm getting, I I'm, I'm kind of over the cement. Remember we had that ZR2 that was that color? When we had that, I was super excited by it. Now, not so much. And then coming down the line here, I think this is another premium plus. I like to find the stickers so I can give you the exact pricing on these. This one has one, I think, Dad. All right, this was a... Uh, oh, this is the most affordable one here. Oh, that's so cool. Check this out. GX550 Premium. Yep. So 64250 as equipped. But as tested. Yeah, it's base yeah, model. Six, yeah, this is a base model. So price starting at 6290 So this has no options. Okay, cool. That's so cool that we got the base, base one. And let's be honest, Tommy, $62,000 high base is, uh, is, is still a lot of money. And yeah. of course, the question I have is, like I said, how are they going to you know, distinguish this from the Land Cruiser. All right, so let's look at some of the things we don't have on this one. No Mark Levinson sound, okay. right? Got yep. the standard speakers, which I believe to be 10, 14, 10 speakers. I think it's 14 speakers, 10 speaker. Oh man, that was a journey. 10 speaker audio, I had to refer Only to my Only 10, huh? That's pretty good. Notice the standard 14 inch display. Notice a couple other things though. We got no wireless charging. No right? big sunroof. Uh, no, you got the small sunroof. 
Um, from a feature set, here, I'm just going to flick it on like this. Here, let's see what else we, we're missing in here. I still have the digital displays. I want to see if we have heated steering wheel, ventilated seats. Ah, so heated and ventilated seats, no button for the heated steering wheel. Yeah, so that's not bad, you know, that's still a lot of luxury. No um, multi-terrain select, and nope. also, look at the significantly fewer drive modes. Sport, normal, and eco is all you get. Yeah, and I don't believe we have the adjustable like, suspension on this guy. But you still get the low range, which is nice, and you still get the locking center diff. Yeah. Uh, and you still get kind of this, I think that, is that, is that, it's like is a that, woody is that finish, finish? wood from the plastic tree, or is that wood from the wood tree? I would imagine wood tree. Is there is there a refrigerator? No, 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 no cool box. No cool box. Yeah, um, some other things I'm noticing, the new Lux trim seats, right? Right? Yeah. 20 inch wheels, so you do get a big wheel, standard. Six USB ports in here, standard running boards. You certainly don't feel like you're in a bean can. Lexus Safety System 3.0. That's also great, you get all the safety features, you get two USB-C ports. Yeah. And guess what? You get air conditioning. <laughs> of course you get air conditioning, and you get cruise control for Andre. But you don't... Adaptive cruise. You don't get the cameras. No 360 cams. Yeah. No. How about the back seat? And no, no shade. Look, no shades, dude. <laughs> yeah, no shade. Oh, I'm glad to see that we were able to find the very entry-level model. Yeah, no shades in this one. Although, look, so no heated rear seats, but you do get the third zone climate, which is great. Two cup holders. Pretty good-sized nice. good cup holders there, uh, yeah. Do you get the electric fold-down? Fold I don't think you do. No, it's a manual folding. We have the bench back here. Yeah, no electric fold-down, at least not from here. Let's see what the... Um, let's hop into the trunk. See if you still get the power... Uh, yep, still get the power lift gate, which is great. Um... Oh yeah, manual folding seats. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Which honestly, Dad, is way better. I mean, look how much quicker that is, right? Yeah. Just whoop. yeah, yeah. That's, that's way more convenient. Yeah, like I said, they're manually automatic. No, no, these are just manual, manual. But Dad, guess what I see even on the base car? What's that? Integrated trailer brake controller. Wow. So we're still good. This All should right. be the 8,000 pound towing vehicle. Oh, 9,000 pound. Nine, yeah. right, nine. Uh, and it also should have the highest payload. So shall we look at the payload sticker? Oh, yes, let's do that. Watch out, I'm gonna close it. I don't wanna close it on your head or into a bush. All right, now we're walking over. We're gonna look at what the payload is. Come on over, Tommy. I'm not gonna look, I'm gonna be surprised. All right. So the last one was 1,500, right? Yep, and that now, was the over trail. Now we're looking at how much? This should have the highest payload. Uh, 1410. That's weird. It's actually gone down. Because usually the way payload works for all of you who are non-truckers is the more stuff that you put in the car, right, the less payload you have. Right. So in this one, um, you should theoretically have more payload because you don't have all those electronics. Yeah, but Hey, they... Travis, how you doing, dude? Well, they yeah. don't... All done with these? Yeah, I'm going to just show them this one really quickly. I just want to show them the two-tone interior yeah. and then it's all yours. And it's all yours. Okay, all right, thanks Travis, appreciate it. So check this out. This one is an overtrail, what we're looking at right now, and this one has a two-tone look on the interior. Black bolsters, tan centers, and then the green um, accent trims on the seat backs. And this particular overtrail as equipped, oh, 71. Maybe that other one was 71 too. Hmm. I don't remember, I have to, have to check out the sticker. 71, 270, and this is an overtrail GX550. This one has, Cool box, so yeah, I bet that other one was also 71. I think I misspoke. Cool box, oh, it's full of trash, but there you got the button. <laughs> it's full of cold trash, Tommy. Cold trash. <laughs> exactly right, yeah. So, Dad, uh -huh. let's, let's, let's talk about something before we wrap up. What's that? So, this vehicle, sister vehicle, is the Land Cruiser, the 250 series. Toyota said that starts at mid-50s. Well, it's going to have a smaller engine, we think. Well, we know, yeah. 2.4 turbo hybrid. Out of the Tacoma. And, but they're targeting 27 MPG. 
I think that's highway number, so a lot better MPG. Towing capacity is less, not as luxurious inside. And now we're also, go ahead, keep going. No, you can go. Oh, now we're also going to be guessing at this, but the new 4Runner should also have that four-cylinder, which will also have basically the same powertrain as the Land Cruiser. And so the question is, how do you distinguish this? Let's start from the bottom. So 4Runner obviously is going to be, I think, the least expensive. Then moving up, you're going to get the Land Cruiser. Then moving up, you're going to get the Sequoia. And then moving up, you're going to get this. I guess that's, this is a pure guess on my part. Yeah, I mean, look, what? 4Runner now starts at about 40, goes to 57. Land Cruiser, we said, starts at mid 50s. This still starts at mid 60s how, how to mid 80s. How much is a Sequoia TRD Pro? Oh, you're going to be well into the 70s. You're going to be into this territory. Yeah, but that's not. What do you mean? You don't think they compete? I mean, They're both they three sort rows. of do, but that's a much bigger footprint. Yeah. It's much less. This tows more. Yeah, but this has a full-time four-wheel drive. Sequoia has the manually selectable four-wheel drive, which I've always been annoyed about in that vehicle. Um, I, I just, I like the size and the form factor of this more than Sequoia. Sequoia, you're right, Dad, you're right. It could be a competitor you're going to cross shop. I'm just really uh, curious to see how Toyota is going to distinguish all these different, very capable off-roaders from, and I'm, you know, throwing a Lexus in there, from each other. That's, that's my biggest question. I'm sure, you know, wait six months, we'll know, but it's still something I'm interested in. So let's talk about this, Tommy. Yeah. Um, so we said that this competes with the Defender. It competes with, you know, not the over trail, but the regular one with cars like the GLE, the X5, mm -hmm. uh, you know, given that competitive set, is this something you would buy? Is it, you know, something that you would be interested in getting or would you get some of those other vehicles? Well, I think it's certainly near the top of my, I mean, what I think is so cool about Lexus is they listen to their customer base. Yeah. They saw what people were doing in the overlanding community. They saw people's complaints. Let's show them the white one that just showed up. With some of the power outputs yeah. on that. Um, that's one that we've shown. That, that one, Dad, is the same as that one over there. Oh, that's right. The very first one was white. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, they've listened to their customer group, and they've given them a lot of what they want. Now, the pricing is high, especially when you look at, like, a fully loaded Luxury Plus over 80 grand. But you do get a lot of features for the money. And if you do want to save money, you can spec yourself the base model, 64 grand after destination, before dealer markups. And, uh, oh, no headlight washers, too, on the base trim. But, yeah, I think they did exactly what they needed to do. And, really, they knocked the design out of the park. Yeah, I think that the biggest difference, like I started this podcast with, is that the old one uh, had off-road features but because of all the luxury sitting on top of it you could take it off-road but you would certainly struggle if you actually hit some serious off-roading because of the chin because of the approach departure angles this one has off-roading baked into the design making it much more overlandy much more off-roady and as you know i'm a sucker uh, for overlandy and off-roady vehicles uh, and i'd love to put this up against a defender and a grenadier ineos Ineos Grenadier to actually see how they compare like in Moab. That would be my dream comparison. So I'm hoping we can actually do that before too long. You get the off-road goodness baked in, but apparently you don't get fog lights baked in because the base model doesn't come with fog lights. Look, I think it's great. I'm so see, excited about it. Let's see if it, it comes with recovery hooks. I'm curious. On now, the base level? No, you got me wondering if there's recovery hooks. Yep, you got them. Yeah, that's good. They're here. Yeah, yeah they're not as beefy though. They're not as integrated. Look, you and you got a... Yeah, you get a real skid but, plate. But this one's plastic, but this one isn't. Well, the important one is metal. That's yeah. what counts. Well, folks, I think that was a pretty good 45 minutes, Dan. Was that 45 minutes? Wow, yeah, that, I think that... we, we did a pretty nice job going over the basic overview, and we got a lot of driving videos coming up if you want to know how this vehicle is going to perform on 
and off-road. Dare I say that was beyond a deep dive. That was a very deep dive <laughs> into the new uh, GX. So guys, like I said, please head on over to alttfl.com uh, for more videos if you want to see you know, what, uh, what we have done here. Uh, and um, let us know in the comments below if you like these kinds of podcasts where we're kind of you know, at a program and we're taking a very close look at these, or if you like the stuff that's in the studio, we really want to create videos that you want to watch. So help us because it's hard to tell if, you know, if you like this or if you like, you know, the traditional podcast more. All right. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Thanks for watching. Ciao. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.